Yes, I wish solitude. Very well. Respectfully submitted for your perusal, one Mike Chambers, linguist and cryptographer, formerly attached to the Pentagon, a highly educated individual who can break any code and decipher any language, at least on Earth, a man who shook hands, figuratively speaking, with a modern-day Christopher Columbus from another world. The height of this creature, a little over nine feet, give or take a few millimeters, weight in the neighborhood of 350 pounds. Origin, unknown. Motives, well now, therein lies the tale. And it's no ordinary one. You'd best hear the story from Mr. Chambers himself. Just remember, you're not on the earth anymore. You're traveling at something close to light speed on a journey that will take you directly through the Twilight Zone. And now, The Twilight Zone and our story, To Serve Man, starring Blair Underwood, with Stacy Keach as your narrator. Twelve noon. Somewhere, but not here. This is the way nightmares begin. Or more to the point, the way they end. Very simple, direct, and unadorned. Incredible. And yet, even while they're happening, we learn to live with them. We digest and assimilate new information as best we can, beginning with the smallest bits, the ones that are easy to process. So, if it's 12 o'clock noon back home, the only home you've ever known, that's what occupies your mind. You don't think about side real time or when it will be 12 o'clock the next day or the day after that. We live in the moment, but that's precisely what we should have been thinking of. All of us. Tomorrow and the day after tomorrow, we were preoccupied with the hands on a clock while we could have checked off the days on a calendar one by one and appreciated all that we had while there was still time. It started on an April day. It was noon then, too. And people walked and drove and bought and sold and fretted and laughed as they have always done. The world went on much as it had with a tentative tiptoeing along the precipice of crisis. There was the economy to worry about and wars and the Middle East and all the other myriad problems, major and minor, that had been with us for years. But they had somehow begun to lose their edge. I suppose because we had grown so accustomed to them. And that's when it happened. Mommy, what's that? Why, I don't know. Uh, something flying over in the sky. Yeah, it must be an airplane. But it's so bright. I know what it is. It's a flying saucer. Oh, it can't be. Look, it is. That's when we first heard they had come. And that's when we should have prepared ourselves, but we didn't. Instead, we milled around like farm animals, worried only about our creature comforts, while the Secretary General of the United Nations made the first official announcement. I 
watched that broadcast the same as you did live from the lobby of the UN in New York City. It came from the lobby, not the General Assembly. That rather large auditorium was empty, not due to a long lunch hour or an ambassadorial walkout or even the end of the world. The representatives of all nations were at that moment watching their television sets and listening to their radios, much as were their peoples around the world. For, as it turned out, this would be a rather momentous afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen of the press, is this thing on? <clears throat> if you could move back, please, the Secretary General will answer all your questions. Move in. I'm trying. Where's the shot? Where's the other mic? Take evening news remote, take one. Get it now, this is live. Mr. Secretary, if we can have a shot of you. Look at the cameras.